Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Code Podcast. I'm Harry Duckworth and back again with... Dale Martin. How are we, Daly? I am brilliant. How's yourself? Mate, we're good. We're good because there's been a lot going on in our world, the world of sports. I thought we'd kick this episode off by stating the obvious and that being the sad and terrible news of Shane Warne, his passing over the weekend. And honestly... It still hasn't sunk in for me. It, it's very surreal considering we were talking about him on episode one. We're saying how much he's appreciated around here and appreciated in India and yeah, we've seen that over the last few days. Um, the support's come out of not just Australia but all the, the whole world. world. Yeah, you've and said in the same week, Rod Marsh. Yeah. Like two icons of the game. Rod Marsh is one of yeah. the best wicket keepers we've ever yeah. had. Yeah. Weeks. All the tributes to Shane Warne. And it's interesting because I haven't felt quite shocked like this from an athlete passing since Kobe Bryant. Yes, that's what I was saying on the day that we woke up and found out. It felt very much the same of for Kobe. We woke up the day after Australia Day. Most of us hung over. Yeah. And my friend told me and I'm like, oh, nah, man, you're joking. Like, don't joke like that. Yeah. Same same thing happened. I woke up to both times, a bunch of messages saying, oh, Shane Warne's died, Shane Warne's this, or Kobe's just died. And until you Google it and see the news or a reliable source, even then it just doesn't sink in. Also, Russia. Past week, Russia has been in the cent- as in the centre of all calls for boycotts and games and with countries in the wake of the actions of invading the Ukraine. Several international sports persons and governing bodies expressed their concerns on the geopolitical tensions between the two countries and that's why they've taken action. Uh, so we've seen it with football, FIFA, UEFA. They've banned Russia from any participation. Athletics, the International Olympics Committee, they, they were never really in good stead with no. them anyway. But we have seen Australia take some action and a few liquor stores getting rid of yes, Russian, Russian vodka yeah. and other drinks. Yeah, Thanks, Russia. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is crazy. And we've seen a lot of things in the Korean Mail especially regarding Shane Warne. And we don't want to get into all the hype and the theories around his passing, but I appreciate it. Yeah. He actually had Vegemite on toast for breakfast. Yeah, did see that. Because Vegemite on toast as your last meal. Legendary Australian meal for an Aussie legend. Keeping with today's topic, which will be talking about the GOAT. Who is the GOAT? Would you put Shane Warne down for GOAT of cricket? Uh, in terms of... Spin bowling and bowling as a whole, probably. But it's very hard to go past Sir Donald Bradman the Don. as the go to cricket. Is there another Australian cricketer to be knighted other than Don? I don't believe so. Not Australian. Yeah. That's that's our segue into the topic of today, the GOAT. And it's a funny debate because at the end of the day, why is it so important that us sports fans are talking about who the best player is? Because most sports are team-based. Yeah. And ha- should we not be debating who's the best team of all time, not who the best player is? Because there's so many sports where positions and roles pl- come into play. So yes. the, f- the fact that the GOAT debate is so... And you see arguments, especially in America, when it comes down to the, the ultimate one, LeBron or Michael. But the GOAT Kobe. debate... The GOAT debate's just crazy at the center of most sports conversations who is the goat you're talking about someone does something good and then you go oh well he's not as good as him 
or he's not as good as her. Like, who cares? I, I, of course, I'm guilty of falling into the oh yeah yeah he's better than this person this person this person. But you're a sports fan. It, it just yeah. comes with being a sports fan. You obviously want to talk about oh and compare. That's what we do. But it's funny why we do it so much, and especially across eras as well. Like the game evolves. Yeah, the game evolves. Uh, players evolve. Looking at cricket. Yeah. Like the pitches and the bats that were around in Sir Don's time. Like it's I almost, a rock. I almost think like what would he have averaged if he was batting now with the bats as big as Davy Warner's kaboom and pitches prepared and covered and Absolutely. In fact, but would he have gone that good? And and then you could go into the other side of say and say the bowlers are better. Yeah. The bowlers weren't as good back then. So there's always the this and that. Of the goat debate, so and that's what we're going to be covering. In Fun fact about the Don, he actually, um, I believe it was the First World War, he went um, in to get tested for the Australian Army, and he didn't have to go because his eyesight wasn't good enough. And he still and had he the still career he did. The best cricketer, batsman wow. of all time. Wow. Fun fact. That is a very fun fact, but that's it's crazy given everything that's going on in Russia, and. Like, God forbid, that ever starts the World War Three. But you think back and go, in World War One and World War Two, how many part-timers? Because professional sportsmen, it was just a part-time thing. They yep. still worked full-time jobs. How many careers were impacted by all these wars and, like, serving your country? Well, we saw that with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Who went to jail because he refused to fight and still came back and won another world championship. Yeah. Unreal. Is he the GOAT? I'm not... A big boxing person, like, my knowledge is not good enough, but, yeah. Like Floyd. If Floyd held himself in the same regard as Muhammad Ali, because people don't like Floyd, his attitude, he's arrogant. He's allowed to be arrogant when you go undefeated your whole career. Yeah. But if he held himself in the same steed as Muhammad Ali, I think it's unanimous that he's the GOAT. Yes. Potentially, he, yeah, yeah. He goes undefeated because... the. Half of boxing is not getting punched. You out you outbox your opponent, and no one does or did that better than Floyd. And that's fact. He went undefeated in his career. Uh, Ali certainly didn't have that tactic. He liked to, especially the rumble in the jungle, just sit in the corner and get hit till the elbow's tired, yep, and then tire them out, run over the top of him. Yeah, and it's such an interesting sport. Like, if there are any boxing experts out there, we'd love to get you on. And just pick your brains apart. So that's sport one. We're going to try and rattle off as many sports as possible. Yep. So boxing. We'll say Floyd. All right. Cricket. Bowling. Shane Warne. Shane Warne batting Sir Don. All right. There's two GOAT debates where ev- that everyone always refers to. It's basketball or football. I am wearing the basketball jersey of my team, the Mighty Lakers. And I am wearing a LeBron jersey. Obviously, it's him versus Michael, mm-hmm. but I'd like to throw another hat in the ring. The mentality monster that we mentioned before of Kobe Bryant. Yep. The mumba. We'll start with uh, LeBron because he's obviously compared to both of them now. Yep. So I think with LeBron, the magic of that is championships with three different teams in almost two eras of basketball. The GOAT debate, it is. I'm sorry, you think Kobe, but it's between it's between two people yeah. and it's Michael Jordan and LeBron James. 
because like Muhammad Ali, there was just, and Shane Warne, Michael Jordan changed basketball. Absolutely. It was so big in America. It went from a sport to a show. Yeah, it was so big in America already. But Michael Jordan, and we saw that in The Last Dance, and if you haven't had a chance to see that Thoroughly document, recommend it. And go watch that, and you'll see the impact he had on the game on a global scale. And look what his name is still doing. He owns jersey rights to PSG. They have Jordan jerseys. Yep. And look at his shoe brand. It's one of the biggest shoe brands in the world. So that that part of him, that Michael Jordan's legacy off the court, has enhanced his on the court. It does come down to eras, and every sport will. It's just what you grew up with. I yep. grew up with LeBron dominating, and there'd be, well, he's nearly 20 years in the league. So that's two generations and almost two eras of basketball. But LeBron James will most likely finish his career with the most points in the NBA. And yeah. that stat... He's still got a lot of bo- basketball in him too. Yeah, that he just dropped 56 points the other day in his late 30s yeah. against the Golden State Warriors. That's just crazy. Um, if he makes it, if LeBron becomes the all-time point scorer, that almost settles the debate. He, What can you say? He scored more points than any other player in history. And basketball is a sport where there's five different positions. So guards can score, forwards can score, centers can score. But if LeBron James is on the top of that list, what can we say? He's won, yeah. he's won it in three different teams. And So how many rings does he have in total? He's got four rings. So four it's rings. four rings versus six. Versus six. Three rings twice. Three rings. Patrick twice. Went away, played uh, baseball, came back, another three. For me... The GOAT is LeBron, and I say that purely because I didn't watch Michael Jordan. Yeah. I wasn't around. That That's before my time. Yeah, and that's what we grew up with, and I remember that's that's why I'm more Kobe because I grew up as a Lakers fan, and I didn't grow up watching all the basketball. I grew up watching the Lakers games yep. and watching Showtime. Kobe just yep. go to work. This may be very controversial. Do you think Kobe passing at su- such a young age enhanced his legacy and people because before he passed people didn't have him in their top three he was in that most people's top 10 and some top five but now it's gone from the lebron versus michael debate to lebron michael and kobe and a lot of people are putting kobe above or something like even both of them yes i do think that but also that's mainly because people like we had michael and then we sort of had a gap where, like, there was a lot of good players, but there was still just Michael. And then we got Kobe, and then we got LeBron pretty soon after, and then we had them both. And so I think that's why Kobe's a little bit undervalued is because we had such another good player in LeBron there. And then everyone can now look back and go, wait, hang on. We spent so much time focusing on this other guy, but let's look at what Kobe really did. Yeah. And that's, let's appreciate that's fair. it. That's fair. But like you said this other guy, LeBron, came along. And there's always going to be the next guy. And you look at the league today, it is stacked with superstars. LeBron would have played against, or will, by the end of his career, have played against more Hall of Famers than any other player, I believe. For such a long time. And that's because he's played so long. He's still dominating. And that's that's just 
every every year, every season is just enhancing his legacy. So for me, the goat is LeBron, and I say that purely because I wasn't around to yep. appreciate Michael. Yeah. So we got tennis next. Yes. And there's there's three in the male side that always come yes, up. The big three. The big three. And it's the Joker. Yep. Nadal. Yep. And Roger. Yes. Who's your goat? Mine. Uh, it's hard because it like you've obviously got the big four tournaments, the Grand Slams, and we all know the count in them. Obviously, Nadal has the most. Um, but I like the people's person. I like Rog. Roger. He, he's my goat. And again, it comes down to what he's doing off the court, his legacy. And you can also say, and it pains me, there's a strong debate for Novak because in the head-to-heads, he's the best. Because he's, he's beaten Rafa and Roger more times than they've beaten him yeah. and each other. So when it comes down to head-to-head between those three, Novak comes on top. And they've yeah. all got 20 Grand Slams. So they're even on titles. But then people go, what's the head-to-head? And then it is Novak. But his stance And he's now, still got a lot of tennis left. No, but he didn't... Novak Djokovic did an interview recently and he said he'd rather diminish his tennis legacy than what he stands up for as a man. Credit to him. And he get called an idiot for not getting his yeah, jab. But it, he's sticking to his morals. It could cost him in the do- goat debate. He's putting his whole career and his whole tennis legacy that he's worked 20, 30 years to put together on hold to stand for his morals. Yep. And major respect for him. Yep, credit to him. Yeah. So, for me, I think we both agree, the goat of tennis, Roger. Roger Federer. Yep. Because, again, it just comes down to what they do on and off the court and the whole persona of the of the athlete. But, like with basketball, they're still going. So, we in two or three years, we could be arguing something different. Yep. And obviously the female side of it, it's not even a debate. No, it's not it, a debate. It's Serena. I don't think Serena Williams has dominated the sport of tennis like no other. She's up there with Michael Jordan domination. Yep. Just dominated an era and a period of time like we've never seen before. And we we love the fact that number one right now is, is our party. girl. Party party. Party party. And we hope... We can only hope and dream she ever comes close to doing what Serena's managed to do. So, Goat of tennis, Serena and Roger. Yep. We're happy with that. Absolutely. NFL. NFL. This is probably also a no-brainer. Yeah. It's Tom. It's Obviously, Brady. yeah. But see, there is so many positions. Yeah, it, he's Goat of the quarterbacks. Yeah, the bait of the NFL Goat. It's obviously Brady. The fact is... That's a sport designed around one player. Yeah, that's the focal point he is, of the team. He is the team. He carries them forward. He's the w- reason they score points and win games. That The quarterback. Yeah. And whoever's going to be the best quarterback will probably be the best player. Yeah. And fair enough. There's obviously been great quarterbacks in the past, but when you win seven, seven. And he's another Big player. number. He's another player who's just managed to keep his body going. Over two decades. Won't go longer, but he could. If I think it's um, more around his family time now. and just, But Fair he enough. could do it. He could do it for a couple more seasons. Man, he's got a, he's got a pretty good life. 
He's won he's won seven rings, <laughs> arguably the biggest sport in America, and married a supermodel. Yes. And now he's doing movies. Yes. Well done. Fair play, Tom Brady. You've done it. And again, like we talked about with Pat Cummins and Jack Steele. These are hands. Yeah. Now we go a bit more local. NRL. NRL. Yes. And NRL is a tricky one because like every sport, like every sport, there's eras. And I've and spoke, such different eras too. I've spoken to a few players, professional players about this, and they all just say, well, this is who I grew up with. And players who are, who've played with the GOATs, who I think are. And they just go, well, just depends on the era. I think in rugby league, because the fans are so passionate and it's more about territory and where you came from, it's you think the GOAT is who played for your team. Correct. More than likely. Absolutely. And who played for your state. Yes. So y- you're going you're gonna to go down to New South Wales and they'll say, it's Joe, it's Andrew Johns who is the GOAT. But up in Queensland, we've got a few candidates. Cam Smith has a great, he's got a great resume. Yes. But people don't like him. I don't like him. Yeah. He, it, like you said, it's influence from my team. And my state, and that is Jonathan Thurston. JT, yep. And that is another very, he's got a very good resume. No one's won more Dalians than him. And no one's got more state of origin points. Yep. And kangaroo points. Sure, in 20, 30 years, we'll have a Cam Smith trophy and we'll have a JT trophy. Yeah. And there's other people in that debate. And again, they're just not from our era. So we can't really comment on it. So footy is just one of those sports where it's it's so tough yep. and it's what you grow up with because we always will say there'll never be anyone like him until there is. So JT is my goat for the NRL. And mine, I th- I'll go with GI. All right, keeping it, keeping it domestic, we've got AFL. Yes. And again, it's like a broken record here. Here is what you see, what you grow up with. Yep. And... For us, I think we both have talked about this before and we've agreed that we haven't seen a better player than Gary Ablett. Yeah, certainly up there. Unreal at his best. It's a team of 18 blokes, four on the bench. Like It's not like basketball where there's only five years. Correct. There's a, a lot of players one. contributing and to And just like flag. rugby league, 13 players on the field out there, different yeah. positions, different roles. So it's tricky to narrow it down to one. And we see, especially more so in... Um, AFL like the amount of really good players that didn't win a flag like is insane yeah a lot of good players miss out on premierships yeah it's a cruel sport and it's a it's a tricky one to say who's the best because again there's too many positions too many players to narrow down too many eras too exactly and we'll always see the next era the next best player but for me the best player I've seen has been Gary Ablett and we would have seen how good Gary Ablett could truly go if he stayed at Geelong. Yeah. Obviously, great for him to get him up to the Gold Coast and get a team like that um, into the competition um, and brings up footy in the state of Queensland. But if he had a state at Geelong, I'm sure multiple more premierships and he'd have an unreal record. I'd like to throw another player from area in the mix. Buddy Franklin. He's missed a lot of footy for injury. Missed a lot of buddy footy. He is a is a very good shout. He's he's gone. He could have gone very close because 
not many players can consistently stay that good for that long. Yeah. Cruel sport. All right. The big one. Football. Who have you got? For me, I'm Lionel Messi all the way. That's because it's the correct answer. Obviously. I, I, I understand how some people can say Ronaldo. His ability to score goals is undeniable. And he might go down as the greatest goal scorer of all time. Probably but, will. But the greatest player of all time, it's it's Messi. I think in order for Messi to solidify the GOAT debate, because he's, he's got seven Ballon d'Ors, and I don't think we'll ever see anyone else get seven. No, Cristiano's still got five. Five, yep. And I doubt either of them... It's unlikely that either of them will get any more. Another one, yeah. But if Messi is able to win the World Cup, oh, with if Argentina, he wins the World Cup, I think it's over. There is no debate. It's he's completed, it. and that's why Maradona and Pele have such strong arguments because they've done it on the international level. But the international level in modern football is Champions League. Yes, if we're being honest, it's Champions League. Well, and we've even seen over the last year, oh year and a half, Messi. Finally, win that elusive international cup, the Copa America. I was so and happy th- for him. I think that's even silenced the debate. Well, that's that international trophy is what won him his seventh Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and because yeah. it was, you got your other players coming up. Mbappe, you're going to be throwing his name Versus in the mix. Potentially Haaland. Haaland, but you're right. Mbappe and Haaland. That's possibly the next two to take over, and. We've rattled through a couple of sports here. And might I say, we are so lucky and have been so blessed. All oh. the players we've been talking about, that's who we've seen. Minus and Jordan. Yeah, min- minus, minus Michael Jordan. But we have grown up in a time with your Messi, your Ronaldo, your big three tennis superstars. Like All of the names we've listed off have been in the last 20 years. Yep. And I don't know if it is what we've been talking about, the elusive fact that it is all down to era and what you grow up with in generation. But these players that we've seen, they're doing stuff that hasn't been done before. They're the record breakers. Yeah. We've been talking about sports, but in terms of athletes, because it's yes. tricky It's tricky to pick a goat of a sport because, like we've said, there's so many players, positions, eras... But when it comes to an athlete, it's just you out there. Yep. No athlete has dominated anything more than Michael Phelps. I knew you. As soon as you started talking, I knew where you were going with it. Can you just, blame me? I, all I could see in my mind was the picture of him holding all his gold medals. It's the only thing I could picture was as soon as you started speaking. Can't blame her. True. 100%. So Michael Phelps has won 23 gold medals. Told you. 23. I got it. 23 gold medals. Just his gold. He has won 28 medals over five Olympic Games. So we talk about longevity. Five Olympic Games is insane. We've seen other athletes. Usain is arguably the best, is the goat of the track. Yep, track and field goat. Yep. Just dominating those three events, your 100 meter, 200, and the 4 by 100. But... 23 gold medals. There gold is a medal. lot of a lot of events in swimming. Yes. But to be good at so many different events. Like the athletics, how it's just one athlete out there. Golf is also 
just one athlete out there. And I think golf, since his comeback, since he did his comeback, Tiger, I think he nailed down the GOAT spot yep. for golf. So we've we've managed to list off a lot of GOATs this episode. To our seven listeners, write in, let us know. If you agree, disagree, who we missed, any sports we missed, because we, we'd love to just I, get people I can, involved. I can guarantee my roommate will be typing in, tell us that Hugh McCluggage is the greatest player of all time. And he would be correct. We love you. Keep doing what you're doing. So, coming towards the back end of the pod, we like to always, every week, bring up our winners and our losers. Yes. I'll go first, purely because I just want to give a shout out. We've had a few losers in the last few weeks, but this week, yep. we have a lot of winners. We've got some winners. We have a lot of winners because some winners. what I've seen on social media is just heartwarming. It is with the winners has. Come on. It is a shout out to every single volunteer. Beautiful. Who went down over the weekend and during this week and helped clean up for the after effects of the flood. So all those people who went down and helped clean out you are the winners of the week. That's a lot of winners. That is a lot of winners. Yeah. SEQ football meme shared a photo with maybe 20 different clubs. All the photos we saw, professional clubs, the Warriors get involved. And it's great to see because Southeast Queensland and Northern New South Wales have been hit by some of the worst floods we've seen for a decade. And still and are. Yeah, still are being affected. A lot of people still are. For, to see so many people get involved and help out, it we love to see it and keep up the good work. And like we said, episode one, if you can this year, make sure you're getting down. Keep the support yep, going keep for the community out. club. 100%. Raise some money. So that's that's my winners for this week. That's a brilliant winner. Who's your Love winner, it. mate? All right. Winner. So my winner of the week, we got Buddy versus the AFL. Buddy versus the AFL. Yeah. What's so he done? The AFL has come out and said that they're going to um, do anything in their means and encourage people to not run on the field in round one or two when Buddy reaches a 1,000 goals. And Buddy, in an interview, said he encourages it and wants to see people get around it. So for the listeners out there, how many goals has Buddy got at the moment? Buddy has 995 at the moment. And Buddy is a four-goal game player yep. on a bad day. so We encourage it. Yep. Have you ever done a run on the field? Uh, not during game, no. I ha- oh, I've never done it during the game. I've, I've done it a few times after. Oh, I've done um, it for a grand final community level win yeah. and it's a good feeling. I can only imagine what it's like when a whole crowd runs out. And, and you're and, playing. And you're playing. During um, during the game would be just next level. Yeah. After the game, it's very common and I've been a part of it and you have been a part of it. But for a whole crowd to run out during a game, that might be the peak of sport. Yeah. You, you hit an achievement and the whole crowd runs on the field. And we encourage that yeah. because it's well, beautiful moments. I'm con- seriously considering going to Sydney to be there for Buddy's thousand. Seriously considering it, especially if he doesn't get it in round one. Ideal scenario, Buddy kicks his fifth goal after the siren. Oh. And then it's a win-win. You don't have to worry about the game. Yep. But he gets his, his crowd run on. And then the AFL can't really complain too much. I really want to get down there. I really want to see it. So if you're in Sydney and you manage to drag yourself or find yourself at the Swans game, please get on there. Get on the field if Buddy kicks I guarantee you won't be the only one. No. 
one in, all in. They, Storm it. They get, can't arrest everyone. There. They can't arrest us all. No. You know what we've done? Every week. If Juicy you, content. Every week, if you've managed to listen this far, we always forget to say. Thank you. All seven of you. We always forget to say we've got a good episode for you. Yep. We've got juicy content. And we actually do because during the week I was able to sit down with professional football player Henry professional. Hall. Oh, I know. The dream. Episode first th- guest. Episode three, first guest, professional football player Henry Hall. I mean, how, how we're doing well. And here's how the interview went. Okay. I'm here with the first official guest, one Henry Hall. Welcome, Henry. Cheers, H. Cheers for having me. Good to be here. For those who don't know, Henry plays for the Brisbane Raw. He's now become a professional footballer this season, making the jump from MPL all the way to A-League. How's that been for you? Yeah, it's been it's been huge. It's been a pretty crazy journey, but I'm getting some minutes at the moment, which I'm happy with. Yeah, and that's just the goal. Just get as many minutes as possible, not thinking too far ahead. No, not too thinking too far ahead at the moment. Just getting as many minutes, trying to win games. Is that the what the club's goals are at the moment? Just putting performances together week by week? Yeah, we're in a bit of a rough patch at the moment. But yeah, at the moment, it's just trying to get wins and trying to put consistent performances out there, for sure. For those who haven't seen it, do yourself a favour. Go check Henry Hall's first A-League goal out. It's a, bit it's, a, of a it's, a, it's a worldie. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> two, two absolute rockets of goals. And yeah. if, if we can, we'll link it. We're going to have a see at this I boy's reckon, talent. Yeah, yeah. Try get it up there. Yeah. So I can see. Yeah. So that's two goals in how many appearances? Um, probably eight, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But only probably four or five starts, though. Yeah, so but th- you've been managing to get a few starts together in a row. Yeah, lately, yeah. Four, yeah. Probably four in a row now. Yeah. In, which the, good. in the coach's good books? Yeah, after the last game, I don't know, because I gave a penalty away. But yeah. we'll see for the next game, <laughs> see if I'm in there or not. Yeah. It, so what's that constant battle like? Is obviously going from the MPL level to your A-League, the, the quality lifts it up and you, you've got two or three quality players in the same position that you're fighting for each week to beat to that starting position. Does that, are you a player who thrives under that? Um, yeah, it is, it is very different NPL because if you have a bad game, you're on the out probably. But yeah, it's just, I love that. That's playing at the, at the peak. So that's what it's all about. You also used to be a part of the uh, youth league over in Perth. What was that like? Because you've grown up a, a brizzy or sunny coast boy. Yeah. Um, went to school in Brisbane and then made the big journey west. It was it was actually a great experience. I'm so glad I had that. It was from that, now that I've gone into Brisbane Raw, it's made it so much easier that I had already that experience in the first team. Yeah. Did you manage many starts or get any minutes when you were over in Perth? Um, no, I played a lot of youth football over there. Trained first team regularly, but never got... Never got an appearance. Right. What was the decision to come, like leave the Perth set up and then come back to Brisbane and play NPL? Um, I think it was just the right time to move on. I wasn't really progressing there. I wasn't wasn't getting any game time. I thought I maybe should have got an opportunity, but it didn't happen. But we're here now anyway. Yeah. You just gotta you gotta take opportunities because they do come 
few and far between, especially in a country like Australia with the football setup going on, and you've made that jump between MPL and A League. Yeah, it's been it's been hard. I haven't I didn't think it was going to be like this. It's been a weird journey, like going to Perth, coming back, MPL, going to Melbourne, and then getting picked up for the Raw. So it was it was very different, but yeah. I'm happy with the journey at the moment and we're just following the journey. It's one game at a time. Obviously, I want to stay in the A-League and the dream would to be kick on overseas in Europe somewhere. But at the moment, it's just one game at a time. Fair. Would you say there's a big difference between MPL and A-League in terms of in-training and then back again to games? Um, yes. I rec- when I was playing MPL, I didn't think there was a big gap. But once you're actually in the environment... Each day, every day, you've got to perform, which yep. is so much different than NPL. You can have a bad training session, doesn't even matter. But here, or at, in the A-League, if you have one bad session, everyone's on top of you. So it's just, yeah, just the, it's just higher standards, really. Your own game goes up a level because the intensity is higher. And you're training, you're training harder every day. So it definitely goes up. And some, it's either sink or swim. You either you sink or you rise to the occasion. And when you put in worldies like you have, <laughs> yeah, definitely staying at the top. <laughs> yeah. It's a goal is a goal, so I'll take it. But I could have had two worldies against Wellington. Yeah. You saw that one. I did. Yes. Imagine those ones went in. Yeah, mate, you'd be you'd be you wouldn't be on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might not have been first guest. No, <laughs> uh, you, you would oh, I have to book you. And that's the thing, is ha- being a being an A League player now, because I remember growing up with the A League, if you even saw one of the players out in the street, you'd freak out. So if I saw Barisha or Broish out there, I'd freak out. Have you have you had that moment yet? Has a young fan come up to you, made um, that made that really professional experience for you yet? I know that feeling for sure. I was I was the same when I was a kid. Like when you see him, like oh, that's a Brisbane Raw player and stuff like that. But at the moment, no. Outside of football, no one's came up to me yet, <laughs> which is funny. But at the games, though, you're always I always take photos with kids, signing autographs, which is yep. yeah, what it's all about for me. There you go. If, if you see him on the street, please go up to him, yeah, make his come, day. Come say hi. Come say hi. He's a very friendly fella. He, don't, he's, don't be afraid. I know. He looks scary and he looks intimidating, <laughs> but please go say hi. He'll make his day and he'll make yours. All right, so taking a step away from football, I know you and I do know the fact that you're a very all-round sportsman. You fancy yourself? Yeah, I do fancy myself at a few different sports. Growing up, was it always football or did you back yourself to play any other sport? Uh, growing up, primary school, I probably I played them all. Rugby league, rugby union, AFL, soccer. It wasn't... It, I, always, I always played them all and then probably about 14, 15, and then I started focusing just on soccer. Yeah, and... I yeah. still I still enjoy them all too. Yeah. yeah, still actively watching? Yeah, still actively watching, yeah. Who's your teams in the NRL and AFL? Um, NRL would be the Sharks. Up the Sharks. Jesus. <laughs> no, we were actually talking about the Sharks the last episode. I've got them making the eight this year. I reckon they will. They just had a good win against the Doggies too. The last week of preseason, so we'll see. And AFL? AFL, Brisbane Lions. Yes, Yeah. correct has, answer. Has, has to be. Yep. And because you also had the chance of living down in Melbourne too when you're playing MPL down there, what is the culture like sports-wise? Is it just all AFL compared to Brisbane up here? Because um, they're the self-proclaimed sports yeah. capital of Australia. Yeah, it is a bit different to be fair. Even like soccer, there's 
much more atmosphere, even in the NPL game. So there's so many more people supporting soccer, but AFL is definitely the big one there. I went to a few games. It was, yeah, pretty hectic. Brisbane, you need up your game, I reckon. We got some catching up to do. Bit behind. And speaking of Brisbane, you play for a team called the Brisbane Raw. You train at the Gold Coast and you play at Redcliffe. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds a bit crazy. I live on the Gold Coast, so it's not too bad for me. Yeah. I just drive 10 minutes to training. Makes it very handy. But, yeah, it is tough then driving to um, Redcliffe for the games, which is pretty annoying. Is it on a team bus? No, sadly not. Sadly really? Not. Yeah, so we all drive separate. A few carpools. Carpools. Yeah, carpools here and there. But, yeah, we need to find just one location where we can train yeah. and play. And have you, you – there's a few new players in the team few young boys like yourself have you found yourself gravitating towards them you've got a bit of a click going on yeah there's a, there's a few of us i usually hang around jezza jez lofthouse that is um anton a few of the young boys louis zabala cyrus so we stick together so what's it like knowing you've signed for the brisbane rule but you don't get a play in suncorp stadium was that a bit of a kick in the gut do you mind too much um no nah, because growing up going to those games packed out suncorp it was just just hit different and then now playing in Redcliffe it's a bit different but at the moment it is what it is so yeah we're not we're not too like we both grew up in the same time and it was like you said packed raw games at Suncorp Stadium and then you might you might and it's not just Brisbane Raw I think it's ailing in general like Mm. when I remember when Western Sydney Wanderers first came onto the scene they were packing out and they still get good crowds but obvious that the the fans going to the games and the numbers have dropped yeah, I'm actually I'm not too sure because plenty like we're still like the most popular sport in the youth. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, most participated in sport. Mo- most participated sport. Grassroots so level. I don't know what's going on from the next jump. I don't don't really know, but I I think a big part is maybe there's no free to air. There's only one game, maybe a week. And maybe the marketing around it, I don't know. You might have a say at that. I know yeah. you're into that business. I don't think I've got that much pull around that. <laughs> episode, we, need, we need you in. Episode three of the pod, I can't I can't influence the A-League streams. No, <laughs> I can't do that. But, yeah, actually, yeah, thinking on it right now, I can't, yeah, really comment on it. But well, that's the case. You did make a good point. You brought up the fact that football or soccer does have the most participants in Australia at the grassroots level. Yet we're seeing not many people pursue that past that. Do you reckon it's because there is a lack of a pathway? I mean, yourself, you've you've stuck to it and then you worked hard and you found yourself here at the top level of Australian football. Would you encourage others to just stick and grind it out? Any, any um, words of wisdom? Um, I think the I think the pathways there's one there, but because there's only twelve teams in the A League, it is it is it is tough. I think that what would help that is having a promotion relegation system, a second second division. But if you if if you love the game and that's all you want to do, yeah, hundred percent, I'd stick it out because I'm loving it at the moment. Yeah, what was the number one thing that kept you going? Because obviously, like you said, you used to play other sports, and then football drew to you, and you obviously would have known how hard it is to make it in this country. Always have that feeling in the back of your head that you're going to do it someday. Um, yeah, I always I always thought I could. Um. I don't really know why I chose soccer in the end. I don't, I don't really know because I played them all, like I said. But, yeah, I think maybe that's the one that I most enjoyed and, yeah, and watched and all that. And my family, my brother, my dad loved it. So we're always in the backyard playing. 
<laughs> just like to say thank you for coming on, being the OG guest, and hopefully when your career takes off and this pod takes off, we can get you back on. We can have another episode. Have a, have a reunion. Yeah, I'll be a bit more relaxed next time, yeah. I reckon. A bit more media experience. Yeah. It's good practice for you, mate. It is a, it is good little practice yeah. for me. Superstar <laughs> in the making. <laughs> for sure. Cheers for having me. All right. Thanks, Henry. So thank you very much to Henry and good luck to him and the Brisbane Raw for the rest of the A-League season. Hopefully they can get a few wins back on the board and yep. make a run for the finals. Love to see it. Thank you, Henry. What a man. Thank you. All right. So that just about does it for episode three. All seven listeners of you, yep. thank you for sticking to the end. We love you. And we want to see that more bands sent in, the Rowdy fans. Yes. Wait for some stories. Thank you very much, Daly. I need to bring that back up. We are on a quest to find the rowdiest, the craziest sport. And um, we just want people to get involved in the pod, yep. realistically. We gave our hot tips last week on who we think could get it done by the end of the season. But, uh, yeah, we've got to get those stories in and listen to a few. And yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, we're trying to get stories in, your stories, about your funnest, craziest, rowdiest moments as a part-time or professional athlete, sports person. So we would love to get your stories on because that's what we're about. We are the people's pod. We are. We try to be. We try to be the people's pod. So please write in, get involved. We love to have you on the pod. Thank you very much. And hopefully see you next week for an even better episode.